You're listening to The Sill Podcast with Peter Noche and Harry Posner. Rewinding to February of 2018, we re-release a slightly revised podcast of an episode you might have missed. TSP 32. Do-it-yourself healing. Carrots versus chemicals. Okay, so we're going to have a good cup of coffee to start our home remedy podcast. Oh, yeah, it's a good antioxidant. You know that, don't you? Yeah. Coffee in moderation apparently is very healthy. As is tea. Green tea in particular, high in antioxidants, helpful for certain kinds of skin cancers. Certain kinds of stomach cancers have been shown to be benefited by mm -hmm. drinking green tea, which is full of L-theanin. I think that's what it's called. It's a great antioxidant. Isn't that one of your pet peeves to do with allopathic medicine and its quickness to prescribe drugs for every little thing? Yes, it is one of my pet peeves. Not that I have anything against the standard medical procedures and so on, I believe that there are some basic things that they should be looking at before prescribing medications, person's weight, lifestyle, whether they're stressed or not, yeah. they consume a lot of sugar, white flour. Someone comes in and they're 90 pounds overweight and they're complaining of back aches. Well, I wouldn't be so quick to prescribe medication. I would talk to them about their weight first and then see if we can alleviate it through natural sources. Again, it's about combining common sense and knowledge about nutrition and well, common sense is something that is ancient and is based on experience. It isn't just intuitive necessarily, right? So for thousands of years, homemade remedies have been the way things went. And before medicine developed in a sophisticated manner, before agriculture became chemically induced, etc., diet was, in a sense, healthy. There were no toxins in the foods. We hadn't sprayed the foods yet. No. And grandma had her age-old remedy for the flu from her mother, who got it from her parents, etc. And the thing is, is I'm not poo-pooing Western medicine. What I'm really proposing more of is integrative medicine, a combination of standard practices known in, in Western medicine. You break a leg, you have a surgeon that can fix the broken bone. However, once that bone is put together, you've got to begin the healing process. That's where you integrate it with good food, rest, and all the natural things which are designed to help you boost your body and your immune system to help the healing process. Yeah, I think we're living actually in the heyday of holistic treatments and naturopathic treatments. More people now probably than ever before, A, take vitamins every day, mm -hmm. for example. B, go to naturopathic doctors, acupuncturists, all sorts of natural healers to deal with conditions that they could go to the doctor and get chemicals for, get drugs for. Which is interesting because it's been around for thousands of years, and yet we've only really begun to access it on a serious level in the last 40 or 50 years. Sure. And part of that is because we see that the standard approach is not working. Medicine can only work so many miracles. Yeah. Basically, your best defense is yourself and your immune system. Let me give you a little example. When my mother was dying of cancer back in 1990, I went to the doctor and I said, do you mind if I bring in some holistic ideas in the treatment of this cancer? And because she was so far along, he said, well, you know what, her chances are 50-50 anyway, so go ahead. So I said, great, thank you. And what I did was I went to my mother, who was the wife of a baker. I said, imagine baking platelets. Imagine you're baking platelets like hot cross buns mm. in the oven. Just imagine that. I want you to spend some time doing that. And for 
Three days when she did that, her platelet levels rose significantly. Interesting. You know? I mean, we couldn't sustain that. But it showed me that these things can work if given a chance. Allopathic medicine, allopathic doctors tend to dismiss so much of this stuff needlessly. Mm. Well, a big part of that, of course, is profit motive yeah. because there's no money in certain things. I use the word common sense. It may not be common. Just listen to these commercials for various drugs on TV. It's laughable to me yeah. how you're going to get a pill to help you with your depression and the side effects are stroke, blindness, and God knows what else. And they actually say those side effects yeah, I know. on the commercial. Fascinating. You think, how could anybody want this product given those side effects? Mm -hmm. And even if you don't understand science, I mean, just think about it logically. Doesn't it make sense that when you're rested and well-fed and you're taking things in stride that your body's going to generally cope with things better anyway? Sure. And nutrition, for example, when you hear these stories of a doctor spends half a dozen years studying and gets five or six hours of discussions on nutrition. Yeah, that's it. Now, there are nutritionists that doctors right. will recommend in some cases. So there's movement in that area. But the state itself has been hard on natural medicines, trying to create standards for natural medicine that is difficult to kind of measure. Mm -hmm. A lot of the stuff in natural medicines is anecdotal in a way. To me, anecdotal evidence is every bit as compelling as laboratory experimentation. If you have a million people taking something and saying, this natural herb really helped me cure my arthritis or something, mm -hmm. then you have to take that seriously. Of course. Know? Well, and, look at basic things that you know of every day, like uh, two that come to my mind immediately are garlic. Yeah. And uh, oil of oregano. Mm -hmm. How do you work with oil of oregano? If I feel even the beginning of a cold or that I'm a little bit off yeah. in any way, I take it directly. I just pour a few drops in a capsule and take it a few times a day. And same thing with garlic. I start adding garlic, raw garlic, to what I'm eating. Now, these are major antibacterials, aren't they? Yes, oregano they are. Natural. Garlic. Yeah, natural antibacterials. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My wife takes oregano, just some drops directly in her mouth. Mm -hmm. and it's, you have to be careful because it's extremely intense and strong and not, oh, yeah, it is not that, overdo yeah. it, right? Mm -hmm. Some people will not go to something because of the taste. Yeah. Uh, and oftentimes you'll find in commercial, a lot of commercial products, you know, they talk about it like it's candy. Personally, I don't care how awful something tastes. If I know it's going to help me, I'll yeah. suck it up. Yep. And if I have to bear it for, you know, 30 seconds or whatever, so be it. Uh, to me, I'm more concerned about feeling better or getting better. Yeah, and there are a lot of homemade remedies that are out there. Gargling with salt water for sore throats, for mm -hmm. example. Hot chicken soup, right? Take, let's go back to that salt one for a second. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever had the experience of being near an ocean and you have a, a laceration of sorts and you're in the ocean and swimming in the salt water. It's amazing how it helps the healing process. There are homemade remedies like vitamin E, for example, for mm -hmm. skin conditions. For yes. Can be put on sunburn. Yes, uh, applied insect, directly. Insect bites, cuts, helps in the healing process. I discovered a while back, or maybe I heard from somebody, that uh, onion placed directly on a bee sting will calm it down right away. And I've mm -hmm. tried that and it works. It works. Onion directly applied yeah. on the bee yeah. sting. 
It works because a lot of the natural chemistry of the product that you're using has all that built in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember exactly five, six years of age, cutting my shin wide open and my grandmother starts applying olive oil, warm olive oil packs. I had no idea what she was doing, uh-huh. but it worked. It worked. Stopped the bleeding. I never took any stitches. Right. I don't know if that was severe enough for stitches, but I know that a few times uh, I have a lip cut, a uh, scar on my lip. And my father, I was two years old. I cut my lip on a glass and he used a pair of tweezers and held the skin together for a period of time. I never went for stitches, <laughs> scarred a little bit. But what I'm saying is I'm not pretending that you can solve everything with garlic or with a pair of tweezers, but there's a lot of things that you can do which yep. are never discussed or even given to you as an option. You know, the old um, cod liver oil every day, mm-hmm. we got that as kids. Many people got that as kids. You mentioned the banana the other day. For breakfast. Banana, yeah. Yes, a friend who was a nurse said, if you have nothing else for breakfast, have a banana. Because? It's full of potassium, vitamins, and good things to get you going. Mm-hmm. Not that you shouldn't have anything else other than the banana, but of if course. that's the only thing you can get, do that. Speaking of that, which, because you're mentioning natural foods, you also mentioned that thing about bread, like making homemade bread, in a sense, that's like a preventive remedy. That's right. My wife, uh, when I asked her about homemade remedies that she got as a kid from her mother, mm-hmm. she said that her mother was a devotee of a woman by the name of Adele Davis. I know Adele Davis. Yeah. Back in the 50s, 60s and 70s, she wrote numerous books on health, nutrition. Changed my life, actually. Rearing your kids. Interesting. Yeah. And so f- from one of uh, her books, her mother found this uh, concoction called a Pep Up. Pep Up. Oh, okay. And she used to make Pep Up for her kids every morning, and the kids would have to, to drink it. And Pep Up had in it brewer's yeast, raw eggs, ground up eggshells, and skim milk powder, huh. among other things. <laughs> and these kids had to drink this every day for their preventative, for their health. And now you just mentioned eggshells and it immediately yeah. brought to mind. And by the way, Adele Davis, as you mentioned, it did change my life. I picked up one of her books when I was in my very early teens, actually, for my own personal reasons. Yeah. And it helped me get on that road of thinking about food and so on. You mentioned the eggs. Well, eggshells, for example, and even what animals do naturally. A free-range chicken, yeah. a chicken who just wanders around the field, automatically eats very, very tiny stones. Yeah. And the stones actually help the calcification of the shell. Eggshells for calcium. Right. right. And most medicines are derived from plants. Yes. Yeah. So the jungle, for example, is just a a hotbed of curative things that one would find in a jungle. Which is why saving the jungle from clearance for agriculture is really a very, very important thing. It is the pharmacy of the planet. And also the lungs of the planet. And the lungs. Yeah. So it's incredibly important to Mm. preserve that in those parts of the world. But also we have a lot of diverging types of information. For example, the justification of the food companies saying that they need to go to a certain type of food manufacturing because there's not enough to sustain the number of people that are Mm -hmm. populating the earth. And then you hear some food engineer from India who's lived in these villages all her life saying that the exact opposite is true. 
And that if you keep nurturing the small farmer in their own particular land and keep recirculating the crops and soils and so on, that there's more than enough. Yeah, sure. Uh, but it comes down to commercial considerations and again, profitability and control. As far as other homemade remedies are concerned, I remember as a kid, two of them, mm-hmm. painfully remember, one was when we had a cold, my mother would put a mustard plaster on our chests oh. and it would be this patch that would produce heat, generate heat, kind of like a Vicks VapoRub idea. Oh. And, uh, but you could burn yourself if you weren't careful <laughs> with this thing. That was one thing. Was and that then, Grand Poupon or Dijon? <laughs> <laughs> no relish. For that one. Um, And then the other one, which is, oh my God, extremely painful to think about it. I swallowed a marble one time. Oh. And she actually forced me. She had to take a bar of soap. A bar of soap. And stick it up the you-know-where. Wow. To uh, induce me to have a good poopy poop. Uh, (laughs) Friend or enema. Bar of soap. Who goes there? Bar of soap. Was it it Dove? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was it creamy? I think it was Fisherman's Friend. I don't know what the hell it was, but it was painful as hell yeah. and burns, you know, uh, but it worked. You know, the, the, the alley came, came out. out. The alley came right out, down that alley, came out. Trickled right down that toilet That's bowl. That's right, yeah. you know, and, and landed in the, in the yeah. bowl. Where these things came from, who the hell knows? But obviously my parents got it from their parents, from their parents. Sure, it's passed down, down generation after generation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think homemade remedies, really, when we're talking about that, it's not just about health and healing. No. It's about doing it yourself, fixing yes. it yourself, whether it's your electrical system in your house, taking the time to actually learn about electrics enough to do it safely. Right, you know? exactly. Think of also the, the practical side, the cost savings. For example, what's going to be the side effect of having a bit of soap in your back end? <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't experienced that one, but you don't know. I mean, side effects. <laughs> oh my God, I'm no, still thinking I, about it to this day. I'm wincing every but, time. Yeah, okay, but I'm kind of comparing it to those commercials I spoke of earlier. These actual medications where the side effects to me seem far worse than what it is they're uh, helping you with. And most medication, if not all medication, doesn't really heal. It comforts or attempts to comfort. That's true. It covers up. Oh, or covers or, up. Or, the, the actual healing still has to come from within. Yeah. doesn't get at the cause. No. It just puts a Band-Aid on it for a time. Your, your best defense is still your own body and your own immune system. So that's really what you have to focus on. And look, there's going to come a point in time where nothing's going to work. Your time's up. And I'm more looking at the quality of your life because... Taking medication, if all it's doing is keeping me alive and the quality of my life isn't improving, then you have a personal choice to make. Some people would be quite happy with that. They just want to prolong their life no matter what. Yeah, like there are people who are diabetic and Mm -hmm. who take insulin but help themselves to sweets. Rather than really keeping an eye on that, they just think, oh, I'm taking this medicine to control Mm -hmm. it so I can go ahead and have sweets. That reminds me of a story when I was 18. I remember the police car coming to the school, picking me up because my father had been in a car accident, quite a severe one. So I went immediately to the hospital and he was fine. He'd broken a few ribs and had a few stitches on his feet and uh, the car looked much worse than he did. But a couple of days in, he was explaining to me how happy he was about this machine that they'd put to his lungs. They've cleaned everything out. (laughs) 
<laughs> they cleaned yeah. the carburetor. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's working like, fine again. Yeah, it was a, kind of a serious situation, but almost comical. He was yeah. looking at it as, okay, you've cleaned me up. That means I can go back to smoking uh, because you've, you've taken a lot of those stuff out of there and I can resume. Yeah, well, modern medicine is a lot like car mechanics. Yeah. It really is because they treat the body as a thing, the way a mechanic treats the car as a thing mm-hmm. that needs fixing in certain areas. Right. And just as a good mechanic, though, points out, I fixed your carburetor, but mm. you should be aware that your electrics are a bit faulty over here and your oil, you should watch your oil over there. Mm-hmm. A good doctor will say, we've got your uh, cancer under control, but now we have to think about your whole system. And here are some herbal remedies that you could try if it flares up this way and that way. Mm-hmm. I went online and this morning, actually, went to a website. If you dial in homemade remedies on Google, hundreds of sites come up. Mm-hmm. So I went to one of them. And it's like an A to Z of herbal remedies, hundreds and hundreds of them. So just for fun, I looked up uh, fleas, if your cat or dog has fleas. Okay. And what it's got here is stuff like spraying them with lemon and water Mm -hmm. mixture, with boric acid. You could do a salt water spray. Diatomaceous earth could be applied. Apple cider vinegar. Penny royal herb, certain oils could be like all of these things. And you're only talking about the application to pets or people. I actually use those same systems for creating cleaning products in my sure. home. Sure. I vinegar. use baking soda or I use vinegar and they're chemical free in the sense yep. of the, the toxic chemicals that we often have around us that we're not even aware are making us ill. Yeah. And then for the things like premature ejaculation, you know Uh-oh. how you struggle with that. You know, we... <laughs> <laughs> For you, there would be something. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> there was you. you could take cinnamon. You could have cinnamon. Date. Cinnamon, let me in. Date. <laughs> Make a date. Carrots apparently are really healthy for you on that regard. You know, winter cherry herbs, that kind of thing. So really, with a very little bit of effort, you can find out how to fix or at least control or treat oh, absolutely. most anything in a natural way. Yes. And it costs you almost nothing to try it. With no side effects per se, yes, right, if you do it modestly. So why not go that route before rushing off to the doctor? Use both. There's no reason why you have to eliminate either. There's purpose and there's balance. If I go outside and break my arm, no amount of herbal tea is going to put my bones back together again. Right. But once I do go to the doctor and he helps me with that part of it, then what I do afterwards might make the difference between that bone healing in three weeks or 10 weeks or never healing properly at all. There's a lot of things that work together. Yeah. And we have to give medicine its due. Absolutely. Because I had strep throat combined with mononucleosis years ago. I had this at the same time. Mm -hmm. And boy, I thought I was dying. Yep. And they injected steroids mm-hmm. and I stayed the night in hospital and the next morning I was perfectly good and went home. And that's also a personal decision that one has to make. Yeah. Um, you opted that way and it worked out well and there might be extreme cases. Yeah. It's like right now, I've got to survive until tomorrow. Let's get that under control and then I'll worry about the rest later. There are emergencies, let's face it. When a disease or an illness gets really virulent, herbal remedies tend to not be as effective. We're talking preventative. We're talking in the early stages. What I find bothersome is using the fear-based motivation to get people to do certain things, like this flu shot, for example. Every commercial that comes on the radio, flu shot, flu shot, flu shot. And do you listen to the part that it's only 10 or 15% effective? Right. Have you ever asked yourself what's in a flu shot? 
Uh, Same thing with vaccinations. I'm not saying that they shouldn't take place, but ask yourself as a parent, what are they vaccinating your children with? A lot of it's a numbers game and you are taking a chance when you decide to opt out. A lot of decisions are based on numerical outcomes. It's a major debate these days, Mm -hmm. you know, flu shot, no flu shot, even vaccination is a debate where people are saying vaccinations can cause autism to a certain degree. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, flu shots, really, the flu shot is the flu. You're getting the flu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> giving you a dose of what they're trying to prevent. And 10 to 15%, some people think that's enough to go ahead and do it. I don't. If I got the flu a lot every year, maybe I would consider it. But because I don't generally get the flu that much, why would I suddenly jump in and get the flu shot? Right. But again, I go back to why not spend more time talking about the things that get you to that state? Yeah. The whole idea of gut health Mm -hmm. has really taken off in the last five to 10 years where they're realizing that the health of your gut, your stomach, is critical to your overall immune system's health and to treat it right and eat the right kinds of foods and the flora, replacing the flora in your gut and how important that is. Uh, Probiotics, that whole world has taken off big time for treatment of, say, C. difficile, for example. That's a big one. In a way, homemade remedy is fairly new as well, and is still undergoing experimentation. Mm-hmm. Very positive results is fecal transplant. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yes, I have heard of it. Yeah, and it's also to do with gut health, bacteria and bacteria, stuff in the body, yeah. Yeah. where you 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 get a transplant of feces essentially into your own system, and ninety five or ninety eight percent effective in dealing with C. difficile and other kinds of gastrointestinal issues. If you think about it, food is our fuel. If the system that drives your entire engine isn't working properly, it would make sense that it would create a slew of other ailments. Sure. I'm not some kind of model for good eating. I can't claim that. My wife is much better at it and more aware of it than I am. Thank God for my wife who makes a real effort in terms of buying foods that are chemical free and that sort of thing. Yes, Buying local, a very good idea. I'm very fortunate that way as well. Yeah. And that we're in basic agreement on that. I've never recalled having an issue about what we eat. Yeah. I'm always open to experimentation in part because I know that the ingredients that she uses are typically quite good. It's almost impossible to have a perfect record these days because no matter how much you try, you can't control everything that comes into your house. But going local, for example, is huge. Yeah, yeah. It's a movement that's really big, as is the slow eating movement. All of these things are just designed to give us a bit more protection against all of the toxins that we face. It's not just about food. It's also about our lifestyle and what we bring in to our life and, right. and our mental state. Yeah. And mind over matter in terms of illnesses. They have had experiments now where they've shown that someone with a positive frame of mind does better with certain diseases than someone oh, who's negative, right? Yeah, yeah. So mind can affect your body in different ways. And sure. Keeping that positivity is really important. I know several people who have cancer and their positivity, their energy, their focus to live life to the full really is impressive. And I know it's affecting their cancer. 
Sure. Even if it's abating it for a longer period of time yeah. or, or if it's at least a little bit more comfortable in some way, it's always better if you can maintain a positive approach. If you're able to, you're always going to be better off regardless of the outcome. Well, Harry, I'm glad that we're speaking at least four or five feet apart because that garlic you took this morning, my God, it's, it's all oh, How are you today? I'm healed. The Sill Podcast is a Connecting Dots Media production. Available at thesillpodcast.com. Thank you for your donation to The Sill Podcast.